Hi, I'm Erica Olson, the coordinator for the Alberta Health Services EMS Psychological Awareness and Wellness Support Program, otherwise known as PAWS. Delray, our accredited facility dog and I, would like to welcome you to the PAWScast, a part of the Passion for Health series. Every month, the PAWScast will provide updates and information on the EMS PAWS program for both public and staff. Since the last update in November, we've been meeting with more staff and taking more training. The training has been exciting and includes a two-day course in advanced mindfulness, as well as a two-week-long course that will allow us to support the EMS reintegration program. That is for staff who are returning to work. We have a couple of inquiries for one-to-one support that will be scheduled in the upcoming weeks, and we plan to head south now to do some drop-ins and meet some of the providers in the south sector. We had a few scheduled pause visits where the supervisors had us out to meet their on-duty staff, and at one point there were about 10 crews visiting around Delray at the Foothills Medical Centre. We sure look forward to organizing more of those. Today we will be discussing PADS, which is Delray's school, and we will talk about facility dogs and what they can do. Also, we're going to learn a little bit about what are PTSD dogs. Here to provide her expertise and insight is Laura Watamanek, the Executive Director of PADS. Hello, Laura. Hi, Erica. How are you today? Very good. Thank you so much for coming in. Happy to be here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your role with PADS? So PADS' mandate is to raise, breed, raise, train, and socialize uh, assistance dogs. And underneath that umbrella, we have a variety of placements, uh, service dogs for people with physical disabilities, hearing, hearing dogs for the deaf and hard of hearing. Our facility dogs is quite comprehensive. We place dogs in all sorts of community-based settings. And service and hearing dogs are provided across Western Canada. And our facility dogs, we've just recently expanded to uh, Canada-wide in order to meet the demand because we're the only organization that will place um, across Canada. So PADS is accredited by Assistance Dogs International. And what does that mean? Assistance Dogs International, also known as ADI, is an international governing body. They're looking at our organization to see that we're doing our due diligence for the dog and for the client. So we have been accredited members of ADI since 2002. We've just completed our fourth accreditation. So how many people have PADS dogs? On average, we have between 80 to 90 working teams at any given time that um, we're providing ongoing care and support for. So... It's pretty comprehensive, given that we have an ongoing relationship with our teams uh, each year after training and after placement. Uh, It doesn't end there. We are there to help if you're having training problems. We do annual certification and testing throughout the lifetime of the dog. So for any of the dogs that PADS prepares, how does a person become partnered with a dog? There's... It's, it's quite an extensive process. First of all, we have to train the dogs, um, which considering that we start from breeding and whelping, uh, these dogs are with us for almost two years. And they go, first of all, they're nurtured and raised by our breeder caretakers, and then they're socialized via our volunteer puppy raisers. Then they return back to us. And once we have the dog in advanced training, we start looking at the dog's personality, their traits, and we really let the dog choose their career. So for us, is it a service dog that loves to do physical tasks and are a go-go energy type dog where they're going to be able to open and close doors and pick up items if a client's in a shopping mall? Will they pull a wheelchair? Would they assist with mobility or balance problems? Um, That's one string of dogs. Then 
we also have our hearing dogs and those dogs are alerting to sounds. They have to be more high drive and busy, 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 keen to sound and a very alert, energetic personality. They're a very specific breed. And uh, so once that's determined, we would start tailoring it to that type of training program. And then if they don't fit the, those two categories, we say, okay, is this a facility dog? Would this dog be uh, placeable with a community agency and serve a greater community? If we determine if that dog is gonna go into that um, training stream, then we will start working on just good dog behavior, um, meet and greets. We take the dogs into a lot of different environments. We are accredited facility dogs particularly. We do field trips to determine where's their best placement. We'll go to hospitals, we'll go to uh, police stations, um, community-based organizations like a mental health facility, a day program, and then we really watch and monitor the dog to see how responsive they are in that environment. Do they like to be handled by multiple people? Do they like to be touched? Um, are they um, stressed by different signals and sounds? So Delray is an example. He was this dog that's very excitable, happy. You look at him and he just brings about a smile because he has a w wiggle to, um, <laughs> oh, how do you describe his wiggle? <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced. <laughs> he has a very pronounced wiggle, yes. He's a very joyous dog. So we knew he would do great in an environment where he would be meeting a lot of people, um, perhaps uh, during stressful times. So that's why we believed he would, he would be very well suited for you. But once, when they're going through the training program and we're looking at community-based organizations, in order to have a successful placement, it has to be the right job for that, right job for that dog. And we believe Delray was very perfect for you and, and uh, Alberta Health Services. Since I've started working with Delray, I have realized there are a lot of different terms for working dogs. And I'm curious if you could help clarify what does it mean for him to be an accredited facility dog versus some of the other terms and types of dogs working out there. The difference I think that you have to realize with a Delray facility dogs versus a therapy dog is that therapy dogs are owner, owner owned, trained dogs that undergo a testing such as a good canine citizen test. Um, they're tested to see that they have good, good obedience, that they're well trained, that they're not going to be a nuisance, there's no aggression, um, they're going to be safe in a public environment. But that is an owner taking their pet, going and doing a visitation like at a hospital or a senior citizen's home. Um, Delray, from our facility program, he went to school and trained. He's been on the job since he was eight weeks old, every day, all day, with his puppy raisers. How he was raised was in a work environment. Uh, we're teaching our dogs to be out and about in, in the public community all the time, be it if they're working with a person with a disability in their daily life, or if they're gonna be a facility dog. Um, facility dogs are trained and placed with professionals within a working environment. The dogs are being deployed in, in stressful situations. They're um, being taken around people that are not experience, experiencing maybe the best day. And what we ask these dogs to do is um, do happy meet and greets. Um, they seem, they have this innate sense and it's not trained. Like we look at our population of dogs and we say, okay, we're gonna find the dog that's gonna be able to go into a traumatic situation in a crowd of 10 people, source out the one that's most upset, want to be with that person, and at the end of the day, be able to walk out the door and lose that stress. So Laura, what is coming up next with PADS? 
we've decided to expand our program and start training PTSD dogs for veterans and first responders. So we have been actively working and training for the past year. We've been mentoring with other schools. We've attended uh, PTSD dog training um, conferences in the United States. We've been collaborating with a lot of schools. So we're right now in the final stages of writing our curriculum, our developing our application process, um, our training process, and aftercare. So we're in the final stages. So 2018, we'll see a new program for PAD. So we're very excited. Can you say just a little bit about how a PTSD dog is specialized to support someone? So uh, the dogs have been placed, they work one-on-one -on -one with a veteran and, you know, they're helping with their anxiety. They're helping them get back out into daily living. You know, some of the veterans, uh, first responders, they're very isolated. They don't really, they haven't um, recovered in order to go about their daily lives. So that's what these dogs are going to do, help integrate back into society, help help uh, identify stress signals. They will do physical tasks if needed, just like a service dog applicant would do. But they also help with um, um, sensing when their partner is a little bit stressed and anxiety. If somebody has a little bit of a zones out type um, situation or night tremors, you know, uh, um, uh, nightmares, the dog will jump into bed and lay on, the, on their partner and, and help bring them back and calm them down. So Laura, what is the difference between an accredited facility dog like Delray and a PTSD dog? Well, Delray serves services a very broad community, right? That's your job. How, how many people do you help on a daily basis? He's with you for your shift and, and you help and support multiple people. Our PTSD dog program will be specifically with individuals. So that dog will live with their, with their handler and um, become their it's an assistance dog right they're one-on-one -on -one assistance dog in our we call them assistance dogs but underneath that umbrella there's all types of different dogs but they're deployed with one person they live with one person and they're servicing one person you and Delray have a very big job because you help and support many in your community is there a place people can go to get more information yes uh, for PADS in general, we have a very active program in Calgary and we have a lot of volunteer needs and puppy raising needs here. So if anybody in, in the community of Alberta would like to help our program, please um, contact us on our website, uh, pads.ca. They can also sign up for information on uh, getting our, our e-blast and newsletters. And for our PTSD dog program, if anybody is interested in, interested in learning more about when our program is going to launch, there's uh, an area on our website where they can just um, add their name and they'll be notified when our program officially launches. Thank you very much, Laura, for sharing your time and knowledge with us here. There are exciting days ahead, and I know we are fortunate to be part of a well-founded and progressive school. Upcoming episodes will talk about some of the common questions that have been coming in from staff and how Delray is supported and monitored so that he can have a happy and healthy career. Future episodes will cover more of the handler's role with PAWS and what skills they'd need to have and what all goes into training a dog like Delray. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Delray PAWS. Delray and I thank you for joining us. You have been listening to a podcast, part of the Passion for Health series produced by Alberta Health Services.